you're living their definition of success. 60 to 80 hours a week between college and work. Suddenly, two close friends commit suicide and you get into a debilitating car accident right after that. You're left to reflect on how to get connected to your mission. My guest today, Wolf Castillo, is on that journey and today helps Gen C and young adults release their inner wolf. Welcome to today's show. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally, making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So without further ado, I invite you to get off your duff and let's get started. Now, here's your host, Duff Gardner. Hello, 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 and welcome everyone to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast, where we talk a lot about getting off your backside and making the impact in the world that you want. I'm very excited today to introduce uh, someone who I've been really keen to speak about, speak with. We had a, a little bit of a meeting earlier, a couple of months ago, and since that time, I've been kind of on the edge of my seat waiting to have an interview with, with this young guy. Uh, his name is Wolf Castillo, and Wolf has got a very interesting story to tell you about what he's been doing and where he's going with his life, and I'm really happy to have Wolf here today on Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast. Hey, Wolf, how's it going? What is going on? Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really pumped to finally have this conversation. It's been a few months in the making. Yeah. I actually remember when we first met face-to-face at an event, and uh, you actually had a big impact on me because I had just revealed something about myself in front of a bunch of people, and you came up to me, and there was an authenticity to your approach that I really appreciated. So, um, you know, and I, I love that that's what you're all about. So, Wolf, tell me about what's going on with you and where you're, what, what kind of mission you're on today. What's up with me and what's my mission? Well, what's yeah. up with me is, uh, so, as you know, I just got back from about a six-month trip around the country. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I've kind of been getting my feet under me, uh, kind of just like getting everything kind of squared away in the direction of the business and, and getting my habits and my rituals down pat and also making sure to take the time for like my own personal care and spending time with family and, and just, you know, cutting out time to, to take care of the necessities along the way. Mm-hmm. And in terms of what I'm up to, uh, that's also kind of in the same realm. It's, it's almost always exclusively of how I can continue to improve myself for myself and my connection to myself, but also the people that I I love and care about and the communities that I belong to. And also how I can continue to increase my uh, ability to reach and impact the people that I'm wanting to serve. There's a couple of things in there that uh, I'd love to talk about if that's okay. Like I, I, I've seen what you, what your mission statement is. You, you talk a lot about that online. You talk about your mission and I'm also quite curious about your journey. You know, I think that a lot of entrepreneurs 
uh, when they hear about your journey are going to be quite um, they're going to be quite excited to hear about it because it takes a lot of courage to just kind of do do something like that. So why don't we start with your mission? Who who are you here to serve, um, and where do you want to take them? Yeah. So the mission really is to equip and empower youth, more specifically around that like fourteen to twenty two range to be able to become more resilient, achieve greater results in their life, and in general, just be happier. Mm -hmm. And fundamentally, kind of how I'm going about that is getting them to understand, and this has been a big realization for me, that life is all about choices. Mm -hmm. And we're either choosing to take actions and plan and work and, and struggle towards what we really want in our lives, or the opposite, you know, more probably maybe a path of like, it could be resentment. It could be apathy. It could be, you know, just kind of settling into whatever it is that we decide, you know, we don't want to strive towards and really showing them that their life is a choice and empowering them in what they decide to do. Yeah. I, I want to talk about your journey, but maybe I'll just put that uh, aside for just a second, because I think something you're saying right now really resonates. And, you know, we talked about this offline. You're around the same age as my kids, like early mid, early to mid twenties. And um, I, I think like, Obviously, I've got some experience how uh, people of that generation and age kind of think about things, both in terms of my kids and their friends. Sure. And, uh, you know, I, I really admire the way that you, we talked about it offline too, like how you are kind of looking inwards and stepping into something that's a bit of a question mark instead of some exclamation mark that somehow other people have imposed on you or maybe you've imposed on yourself. So maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So I had said to you that I, I had heard this really great quote that said, uh, you are not here to live up to my expectations and I'm also not here to live up to yours. And for me, I realized that the vast majority of the beginning portion of my life was dedicated unconsciously to my unconscious, you know, unbeknownst to me, I was very unconscious about it to being an exclamation point about a life that wasn't true to me. And the question mark that you're pointing to is, is I'm in this like realm of exploration and discovery and, and kind of figuring out like, you know what, like, who is it that I truly want to be going forward, not only for myself, but like I said, the people around me as well. So like this, this question mark is like this big opportunity of like, what's around this corner? What happens when I pull this lever? What's behind the old fake door type thing? And it's been a, it's been a lot of fun kind of playing with those different things, going through different uh, kind of like rabbit holes of learning right. and uh, seeing what's on the other side. And I, and I think that this journey that you just went on, maybe tell us a little bit about, more about that, but it's obviously been quite impactful both in how it kind of rolled out, but even just how you came to the point where you wanted to do that journey. Maybe just tell us a little bit about that. I wouldn't say that there was exactly just like some like well thought out plan. I just remember being uh, with some friends sometimes uh, we were out uh, camping somewhere in uh, like Okeechobee, Florida. And it just kind of dawned on me. I was like, man, like I would love to travel the country. And this was actually a few years back. And, and like, I was really pumped up about it. I had ideas on how I was going to make it happen and everything. But then I kind of like, uh, I kind of put it on the back burner while I'd attended to some other things. And then uh, kind of out of nowhere, my, my girlfriend was like, I want to go travel around the country. Do you want to go? And I was just like, well, I mean, I'm not going to say no. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, with, with very little planning, we actually did leave without a plan. Be, minus like we knew we were going to this one place. We said, we're going to be gone for six months, but 
it wasn't until about a month into we actually had a plan. We just said we were going to go, we were going to figure it out. And that's actually proof to the living, a, living in a question mark. There was the only, the exclamation point was, woo, we're doing this. The question mark was, what are we doing? How are we, <laughs> how are we going to figure this out? So it was kind of just this, almost like knee jerk reaction. But for me, I saw it as like an expression of like, well, you know what, like, who knows what's going to happen in my life. Like ultimately I can't predict where it's going. And I would much rather be the person that said that they went and they fell on their face and they figured some things out and learned some lessons versus the person who was at the end of their life and says like, man, I wish I had done that. And, and I met a lot of those people and I was on the road. They're like, Oh man, I wish I could have done that. I'm like, Oh man, like, yeah. Like I'm really glad that I, I took that opportunity and I made that choice. Yeah, it's kind of like, I think some of my listeners will really be quite envious of you taking that step because you're right, just like what people said to you on your journey, like, oh man, I wish I'd done that or wish I could do that. Or, you know, those are people who, to some degree anywhere, are living in the expectations placed upon them. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, and I think that um, I can remember even back when I was that age, you know, like I, I remember feeling the way that we're talking about, like I, there were certain expectations that I had on myself based on a collection of things. Um, and I think it takes a lot of courage to just go and say, I'm going to explore and move the needle forward. I'm not quite sure where it's going to land, but I'm going to just go out there with an open heart and an open mind yeah. and, and start talking to people about what's important to me and what I want to do in life. And uh, so I, I really commend you on taking that step. It's the perfect time to do it. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I actually, uh, it's funny we're talking about this now because uh, a friend of a, a client of a friend has just decided that they're going to sell their entire home, uh, buy a motor home and travel the country with their two young kids for a year. And uh, so I have the similar kind of feeling about that. It takes a lot of courage to do that, you know, and just step into a big old question mark uh, and, you know, look, do that as a way of kind of figuring out what the future holds. So congratulations. Oh yeah. And it's funny. There's, I think that there's a lot more people doing that. I know a lot of people in the road who were just like, yep, yeah, we packed everything up, took our kids and we ended up figuring out and we never looked back. And yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and in fact, actually you've come up with a mantra. I don't know if you think of it as a mantra, but it's just a word that you used offline about around this idea of living up to expectations. Do you want to just tell us what that mantra is just to kind of shrink wrap it? Uh, was that the not the one that I pointed earlier about the not living up to expectations of others and the living life true to you? Was it that one? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So it, what I was pointing at was um, it's it's our purpose on this planet, or my my purpose on this planet isn't to live up to to your expectations, and your purpose on this planet is not meant to live up to my expectations as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that a lot of people can um, can relate to. So when you think about where that all comes from, I like to ask my guests what the genesis of that is. Like, where did that whole thing come from? Where did this all start, your desire to follow this journey you've gone on? The SparkNote version of that story, because it could be a longer form story, is uh, right. flashback, or I guess would be a flashback. But anyway, reverse back or flashback to uh, my junior year of college. I was, uh, I was exactly what everyone told me I was supposed to be. I was going to school. I was getting good grades. I was working the jobs because that's what I was told was the model for success. Uh, was working and schooling between 60 and 80 hours a week. I was working four jobs, schooling full time. And uh, through a series of events, um, I lost two of my closest friends 
um, to suicide and also had gotten in a pretty bad car wreck um, to two uh, separate incidences. But the that and that actually left me and the person in the car with some pretty bad injuries. But the result of that was this like overwhelming experience of like depression and anxiety. And, and I kind of like, I kind of laid in it for a little while because I didn't know what to do about it. Like I, I hadn't been taught about any of this. I hadn't been taught about like fully understanding mental health and how to like really deal with myself and, and to, to be able to walk myself through some kind of process that would lead towards healing. And that was when I just kind of had this like aha moment of like, I felt as though that the education system had really let me down, that there was a lot of fundamental life lessons that I hadn't been taught. And that was what led to this like relentless pursuit of knowledge. And I started learning about psychology and human behavior and neuroscience and neuropsychology and, and just kind of like kept that going. I got mentors. I, I started doing all the things that I knew to do. And after a period of time, I became happier and healthier than I'd ever been. My results in all areas got better, but I just realized at the end of that, that my life to that point was not a product of my own creation and that it was really based on my subconscious need to be loved, accepted, and appreciated by those around me. Because in my world, it was, you know, it was one of two things. I would either do what you would want me to do because it would appease you and I'd get that, that subconscious need that I had programmed into my being or had been programmed into me about needing that love appreciation acceptance or if I didn't and I deviated from the the beaten path then I would be shamed and guilted a lot of my behavior was you know in alignment with wanting to avoid being shamed and guilt for being who I truly was and me creating so to speak me creating who I was going to be was an expression of saying you know what from from this point forward it is if I do nothing else with the rest of my life it's it's going to be about living a life that's true to me and then thusly that was kind of how uh, the concept for the business and everything and the movement that we wanted to create was helping people to create a life that was true to them, but then also being able to do so not only from a philosophical conceptual world, but also being able to like practically do it and learn how to analyze and, and understand our behavior in the process as well. Cool. Cool. And I think on that journey, there's a certain, there's certain people that you've started to follow and who are they again? You'd mentioned them offline. Yeah, so I, I follow a lot of people. I followed uh, Joe Dispenza's work, Bruce Lipton's work, uh, Aubrey Marcus was another one. I um, Joe Rogan. It's just like there was like this 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 massive spree. It was just like all over the place. A lot of it was podcasting. Uh, I really enjoyed the podcasting world, but I picked up a lot of books. Brendan Burchard, Tony Robbins. I, I started just picking up all the books and things that I could get my hands on to start learning about in the process. Yeah, right, and uh, and also yoga, which and meditation and these kinds of things. Cause you're a very yeah. in shape guy. So, I mean, that's part of it too. It's your mind body connection. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And actually I, I credit a big part of my journey very, very heavily on my deep love that I cultivated for acrobatics and acro yoga and yoga, because I found this really interesting connection between um, what I was doing there and, and the concept of body awareness. Mm. And I kind of, correlated that also with a certain level of of like mind awareness or self-awareness that those are actually both very intertwined and I actually learned more about myself in in the movements of my body and, and learning how to articulate in different positions and it was actually very 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 cohesively connected to my healing journey as well wow that's awesome thank you 
And now we, you also, you've, you've been getting really interested in the concept of epigenetics. So maybe tell us about that. That was a really interesting conversation. I'm excited to hear you talk about that. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I preface by saying that I am no expert, but from what I've gathered so far, um, my, my kindergarten understanding of epigenetics is that through conscious intention and alignment with uh, emotional feelings in the body, we can actually learn to alter the genetic expression of DNA. And HeartMath and Joe Dispenza actually kind of got together uh, and, and were basically able to show quantifiably with measures such as EEGs, electroencephalograms, that when we were able to uh, align a, a certain frequency in our brain and align that with the heart, you would create what was called brain-heart coherence. And a lot of times what they were finding in this research is that the, the body is the subconscious mind. And when your subconscious mind is programmed for disease, if it's, if it's cancer, if it's diabetes, if it is these things, this then becomes a genetic expression that's like a light switch. It's boom, it's flipped on. And what I was gathering is, is when we pair the proper intention, a clear intention with a feeling or emotion of, this, of the correct frequency, it would energetically be able to flip off maladaptive genes and flip on more adaptive genes that actually serve uh, to creating a, uh, a sustainable and uh, holistic uh, internal environment. So we can, we can basically heal our lives through learning right. how to become more mindful of what we're thinking and how we're feeling and connecting those and then acting in alignment with our creation versus the subconscious programming that tells us otherwise. Oh, that's really cool. That's cool. And so like when you think about uh, your future and you think about what you've just told us, like how does that fit in? Or are you still kind of processing where that fits into how your, your mission statement? Sure. So it, I think it furthers a lot of what I'm doing. Actually, yeah. very fortunately, when I started paying attention to the work that I was already doing, yeah, this just happened to piggyback right on it and give me a a really credible source to lean my work on, which is really great because it's like a lot of what I kind of created was, it was for my, my education in, uh, in school when I had gotten a degree in education and, and professional level instructional design and curriculum development. And then this actually brought in this whole nother sphere of knowledge that is like extremely credible. They have the results, they have all the proofing. I mean, it's, it's absolutely amazing. So now for me, I see it as, okay, like, I want to go and master this information and then start applying it into my business, which in, in a way I, I have started doing so with one taking and practicing it on myself. And I've also been able to start working with it with people in my communities and now they're starting to see the results in their lives as well. So it'd be really cool to like look back a year, two years, something like that from now and be like, yeah, yeah, that was a fantastic decision. And this is, you know, this became a foundation pivotal point for, you know, what the, the movement was going to look like going forward. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I can, I can tell the energy when you even talk about it. It's, it's interesting too, because one of the things that I like to talk about in the show is this topic that comes up, pops up a lot when I talk to people in the, in the transformation industry and in the coaching industry. And that's this idea of resistance. And it's interesting because I'm kind of like a meat and potatoes kind of a guy. I grew up in Alberta, which is kind of like the Canadian version of Texas combined with Colorado. And, you know, I'd, I'd go to these events where people are trying to grow their business and they would say, geez, I really want to do this. And I'm just feeling this resistance around whatever it is that they're wanting to do. And I've, I've formulated my own opinion on where resistance comes from. 
But I'm interested in your opinion on where resistance comes from, because I'm sure that's something you've heard a lot too. Sure. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to kind of get a little random on this because I'm pulling from different sources from sure. what I'm learning. So I'm, I'm kind of in a process of integration around this. Right. One is a, the book called The War of Art yep. by whose name I just forgot. Crap. That's okay. That's okay. Um, when I read the book, the number one lesson that I kind of drew from that book is, was it was explaining that one of the number one forces that keeps us from moving in the direction of our dreams, goals, aspirations is resistance. And resistance is oftentimes the thing that if we were to overcome it, what is on the other side of it is actually usually exactly what we wanted. And I want to kind of play within two circles on one side I'm actually starting to relate to resistance as being an indicator of this is the direction that I'm probably supposed to go. Right. Because it, if it scares you a little bit, then now you're stepping into that question mark. And what's really cool about this is this is exactly what the quantum physics is. And this is actually part of that, that learning I was talking about with epigenetics and like Joe Dispenza's work in neuroscience is when you step into creating in, in the quantum you go from this Newtonian thought process of how the world works of cause and effect, and you step into quantum physics terminology and they talk about causing an effect. And you can only do that by being in a space of creation in the space of the unknown. So resistance then and how I'm relating to it is one side. This is probably the thing that I need to do because if I'm really resisting it this hard, when I overcome that resistance, there's going to be some kind of massive energetic release because so much has been built up in the way of me getting to that thing. And um, at the same time, I find that when we start to look at what happens to us physiologically in our body, in our brain, and then just in general, our complete being, when we're faced with some kind of challenge that's beyond what we've always known, you'll find that I believe that there is actually consistency in the thoughts that pop in our head and the actions that we take. So for example, in myself, when I've gotten to that thing, so like for me, one of the big ones was actually going out and producing content that is like from my heart. One of, again, that old subjective subconscious programming that wants to be loved, accepted, and appreciated is afraid of being seen as I am. And naturally, the resistance shows up of, wait a second, but what if we aren't loved, accepted, and appreciated? And then what happens is, is if I feed into that, I can, out, I can now say that I have the awareness that the behavior that I'm likely to partake in is wanting to look at my phone and fly through, swipe through social media. I want to um sometimes i'll like i'll like pick at my body that was a really old one that i distinguished a little while back that i would pick at my body i would go and do anything i was watch tv i would do anything that i could to avoid that thing so i'm finding that resistance is an indicator that this is the direction that i need to go and when we can distinguish our behaviors and say oh that's that behavior then that is when we have to step in the unknown and say okay what am i going to create newly going forward right I think that's the best answer I've ever had. So thank you for that. That was awesome. That was, that was a great uh, summary of it. Um, 
So I was going to ask you the question, like, what is the biggest insight you've learned on your journey? I don't know if that's the one, but what would you, what would, how would you answer that question? Gratitude. And there's a, a really long gated version story of this, but when I was on the road, there were basic, I mean, basic things that you don't think about. We rather, we don't think about living, you know, say if, you know, if you live in a first world country and, you know, you're, you're fortunate to, you know, live inside of a house and, and you can wake up and you can go and you can turn on a sink and there's running water. You can take a shower and there's hot water and there's cold water, whatever you need. You can go downstairs, pull out of dishes, crack open some eggs, cook something. And if you're not, you know, if you're vegan, then you wouldn't do that. You probably cook something else, but you know, like there are these basic amenities you can go and flip on a TV. Like there's all these simple things that you don't think about. And when we were on the road, there would be times where we wouldn't shower for a few days. There would be times because there was just, we didn't have a, you know, it wasn't available to us. There would be times where, you know, we'd have to go for a little while without eating because we couldn't just walk downstairs and go into, you know, a kitchen. We, you know, we, we, there was just these tiny things, every single where that you would go. And every single second that I was going through this journey, there'd be times where I'd look back and I'd be like, wow, like another week has passed. And I reflect on those memories and I would think about it and I would just physiologically feel even now I'm like, I'm like, it's like trips me up. I'm getting emotional because I can still relate back to those experiences and start to have a different perspective. Cause to me, gratitude is being in a space where I can have a perspective. Of, oh man, I wish I could go back and live on the road again versus I'm so grateful that I was blessed to have those experiences, have those memories, have those pictures, have those times. And uh, it actually is perfect because when I got back and started, uh, especially learning about this whole neuroscience field, they talked about that gratitude is the ultimate state of receiving. And when we can begin to live in the experience of gratitude all the time for what we want in our lives, not only do we have gratitude for what happened, but we have gratitude for what's coming. We're almost always in an elevated state of being. And that to me is just so profoundly impactful in the way that I show up with myself and with others. I can almost always now find a reason to be grateful in a moment if I'm focusing on that. Wonderful. Well, that's a really good summary of everything we've talked about today. Um, I would say that uh, I want to I kind of give people a place that they can find you. Uh, you can find out more about Wolf at his website, which is wolfcastillo.com. So that's Wolf, W-O-L-F, S, sorry, W-O-L-F, C-A-S-T-I-L-L-O.com. Yeah, that's wolfcastillo.com. You can find out more about what Wolf is up to. And, and uh, yeah, is there anything else, Wolf, that, that you're thinking about that you might want to say to our listeners? Don't wait. If there's anything that I'm getting from my journey at this point is like, don't wait. It's a new decade. Uh, you know, don't, don't wait in, you know, for another year to pass by to say that you're going to choose to improve your health, to improve your relationship with that person that you, you know, that has been in turmoil, whether, you know, you haven't spoken your dad and forever your mom or, you know, don't wait, don't wait to travel. Don't. And, and in, in correlating with don't wait is, uh, if we can focus on having more excuses for why we can do things versus why we can't, that's a perspective shift that I've played with. Instead of I can't do this because I can do this because 
if our, if our natural ability is, well, I can't do that. I don't have the money. If we were, and here's the thing, and this is really beautiful. And this correlates with everything we've talked about. As soon as we say, I can't do this because we cut off every bit of possibility in the future. Now the future isn't actually a question mark. It's an exclamation point, but it's an exclamation point, which ends in what the hell, because now we've repeated the past. But as soon as we say, I can do this and I have the money, I have more than enough, I have more than enough time, then what naturally happens in our brain is, which is really cool, I have more than enough money and you're, once you say that, you're like, well, hmm, interesting, I wonder how this is gonna pan out. But there's a whole realm of possibility. So don't wait and come up with reasons why you can versus why you can't. And that to me is just like, that's, that's a model that I'm playing with and I'm finding it to be really serving. I love that. Yeah, thanks for that. That's a great gift to our audience. And uh, it strikes me that Wolf is uh, someone that I know, Wolf, that you are generally serving, you know, people who are, uh, you know, 14 to 22. Uh, but I will say anyone who's out there, you should reach out to Wolf uh, because uh, he strikes me as someone who could give you a good, uh, a good reboot in terms of how he thinks about the world. Um, so I've, I've, I've been absolutely delighted to talk to you today, Wolf. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jeff. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. And again, you can find out more about Wolf Castillo at wolfcastillo.com. And uh, I've just had a fabulous time speaking to you today. And to my listeners, thank you again for coming to our show today to Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast, and for participating. And so remember, when you go out into the world and want to make the impact in the world that you desire, remember to teach what you love and to live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. I'll see you next time. Bye now. Hey everyone, I'm Duff Gardner, and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, more sales, more clients, more gigs, more fans, and more deals, period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth, so that's why I've created a free ebook, Offers That Sell, the eight-step revenue breakthrough system. Simply go to offersthatsell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy, and you can even follow it up with a chat with me, should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Bye now.